You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Welcome to Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina, along with Mike Fantasy Florida. How you doing, Mike? How's everything? I'm good, Joey. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. We're missing our, our buddy Frank. Uh, he's on the West Coast uh, on assignment, right? Yeah, he's holding us down in Los <laughs> Angeles right now. Very good. Uh, maybe checking out what the Angels are doing. Uh, the Angels were busy. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be talking lots of fantasy football. Obviously, week 15 is the uh, semis in the season-long fantasy playoffs. Hopefully, uh, uh, all of you have uh, made it. If not, uh, yeah. There's still some uh, DFS uh, oh, yeah. games you could play, especially uh, if you head over to rotoexperts.com slash DKMS. There's a link there where you could play for free. So the season's not over, but we're going to take you through all the games, give you our analysis. But uh, this week was also a big week for you know, the start, almost like a fantasy baseball season with the winter meetings. Yeah, it's my favorite week of the sports year, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I love the winter meetings. Unfortunately, my Mets are broke and, and cheap as hell. But besides that, it's always a very fun. But the focus for me this week, I love the winter meetings, but I have four teams in my semifinals this week. Awesome, so yeah. that's really been my focus. I hope every, you, I know yeah, you I have, have teams one. in the semifinals. Mm-hmm. I hope all our listeners mm-hmm. do. It's When you go this far, it's, it's fun. Yes. Fun and nerve-wracking, too. Yeah. And that's why maybe we'll go over uh, some lineup decisions that we, we, we have specifically. I have a few, Joey. Yeah. <laughs> I've been going back and forth. And the wrinkle, I need to decide most by today. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you know, uh, ho- hopefully you're listening live. If not, you could hear this show on demand. Uh, we broadcast every Saturday starting at noon. You can come down to Rock and Riley's Restaurant in Manhattan on 35th Street between 7th and 8th. But hey, if you miss any part of the show or if you miss the show one week, we're on demand. You can listen any time. Uh, but yeah, we've got some Saturday games as well as Sunday games. So yeah, you really got to put your lineups in uh, extra early. Yeah, you do. I, I mean, it's the semifinals, Joey. We all know we all set our lineups at the waivers went through on Tuesday and mm-hmm, Wednesday, mm-hmm. but there's tinkering, and you need to... And then you, don't, you, you question yourself sometimes. Yeah. You know, so, certain. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to get... Obviously, we, we say this all the time. You don't want to get too cute when you're putting your, your lineup three, in this deep into the season. Three decisions I'm really going back and forth on. Mm-hmm. And all th- one of in each scenario, one of those players all plays today. Either wow. in the, the first game or the second game. Jesus, so. give, just give us names and a couple Mike of names. Mike Evans that, or Marvin yeah. Jones... Oh. Jamal Williams or Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard, or go for the home run in Tyrell Williams. Wow. If you listen to Fantasy BFFs, you know I ran this by Greg, Frank, mm-hmm. and EY all week. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to run it by you, Joey. <laughs> okay. I've been going back and forth on these ones. All right. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back. We'll also go through uh, as many of the games, if not all. We're going to try to get through all the games uh, to give you our take as to who to start, maybe who to sit, who to fade. We'll be right back with more Weekend Fantasy Update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
Playing daily fantasy basketball this year? Consider Daily Roto your go-to resource. Whether you play on DraftKings or FanDuel, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. With a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, there's no better place to get your NBA DFS content. Better yet, you can save 10% using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com slash premium and learn more about our awesome product. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Mike Florio, Pete Considori producing our show. Week 15 in the, NF, uh, in the NFL season. Uh, and uh, Mike was telling us he's got some, uh, he's in the semis in four leagues. Yep. And he's got some, some uh, issues. We're going to go through all the games, but... Uh, uh, one that I remember you mentioning was Marvin Jones versus Mike Evans. So where are you leaning? I have Marvin Jones in my lineup. I and have him ranked higher. Do. <laughs> do, you, do you agree? Yeah. Mike Evans hasn't been getting the job done. The matchup on paper is better for Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford's going to go to Marvin Jones, especially as they get near the end zone. To me, that was the easier decision yeah. of the bunch. As crazy as it is to say, because Mike Evans is a stud. The two, not, not this year. No, <laughs> no, especially not as of late. Yeah. Two games back. He actually cost me a spot in the playoffs uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we just I, He was catchless for the first half. I think it was a couple weeks ago. I forget who he was playing, but he's just been so disappointing. Yeah, last week I versed him in one league, beat one there, and I have him. And the one I have him in two leagues. One I was on by, and mm-hmm. one I was able to scrape out a victory in. I have to play him in that one this week because I just don't have better options. Right. But my other decision in the same league as that one is I, I hit the waiver wire hard this year, and a lot of it worked out. So mm-hmm. my starting two RBs are Todd Gurley and Kenyon Drake. I have to leave them in. Mm-hmm. But my flex, I'm deciding between Jamal Williams and Kareem Hunt. And I have them one spot apart, Joey. Right. And I explained my thinking as to why I have Jamal Williams higher on BFFs. I kind of want to run it by you. Mm-hmm. Kareem Hunt had a great game last week. Yes. The game script could not have been more perfect. Mm-hmm. I don't expect yeah, that. Yeah, the 25 carries as well. I mean, Andy Reid has been stepping out of the process of calling plays. I don't expect them to go up big tonight. Mm-hmm. I think San Diego is actually going to put up a lot of points. I, I just think Oakland's offense is lost. That's why they were able to jump up so big last week. And if it's a shootout... Or, you know, they're chasing points. We've seen Kareem Hunt get lost in that shuffle. Mm -hmm. Whereas Jamal Williams, I don't expect him to get to 20 carries like he has been. But I think they could be more running holes because teams have to actually respect the pass Mm -hmm. against Aaron Rodgers. Plus, we know Aaron Rodgers is going to dump off a couple times to his running back. Mm -hmm. That's currently, in a PPR league, that's currently why I have him higher. Mm -hmm. But I will say, we know the ceiling with Kareem Hunt is just so high. That is that is a very close decision because I was just looking at some of my notes. They're playing the Chiefs are playing the Chargers, right? Yep. It's a Saturday game. They're in Kansas City. Uh, Chargers four point seven yards per carry and one hundred twenty five rushing yards per game on the year. That's what they're giving yeah, up. Yeah, and they're really to, good against the pass. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of like almost like a, a coin toss, and and it's, it's just kind of t- a little tough to figure out how Rodgers is. Uh, return Aaron Rodgers' return is going to affect Jamal Williams. You're right; he might he might have to check down, but 
typically in the past. He really hasn't, right? Earlier this year, though, he was to uh, to Ty Montgomery a lot, mm-hmm. like, and then a little bit with Aaron Jones. So mm-hmm. that's the hope. May I? I it's, that one is tough, but yeah. I feel like even if I make the wrong decision, I'm still going to get a I lot think, of points. Yeah, out I of think it. it's close enough where there pretty much is no real wrong decision. You know, the other one, Joey, that I mentioned, Sterling Shepard versus <laughs> Tyrell Williams, is the one that I think is the hardest because. Mm-hmm. I look at these rosters. I'm the underdog. Mm-hmm. I know I am. So do I go with the slam, the the home run hitting ability of Terrell Williams, hopes that in a good matchup that he catches a 60-yard touchdown or I could get a zero out of him? Right. Or do I go with the safer yet letting me let me down last week with only two fantasy points, Sterling Shepard? Right. I think I, and I hate hate having to make this decision, but I, you know, I, Sterling Shepard is going to be. Eli's number one option, other than Evan Ingram, I think you have a. a I think it's safer to start Sterling Shepard. That being said, I mean that Chargers offense has really been rolling. And and for what it's worth, mm-hmm. I don't know if you look into stuff like this. The last time the Giants played Philly earlier this season, mm-hmm. ten targets, seven receptions, one hundred thirty-three yards, and a touchdown, good for twenty-three point eight points in my league. Yeah, I do look at it. Yeah, I mean, I do look at past performance. Their secondary is but getting yeah. healthier for Philly, mm-hmm. but I still think Philly's going to take the lead, so they're going to have to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. This is why it's such a close decision to me. I think I'm going to leave Sterling Shepard in, mm-hmm. but I'm going to be going back and forth all all day and night. Because the, the game tonight is the one where Terrell Williams plays in. And, Joey, if I go to Sterling Shepard and Terrell Williams catches a long <laughs> oh touchdown today, you may not you may not hear from me for a few days. Uh, that's a, that is a tough uh, decision. Uh, so you're going to go stick with? I mean, that's what I'm thinking right now. I'm going to check other people's rankings, though, to make sure that mm-hmm. I'm not off base here. I'm going to be going back and forth all day. What line of decisions do you got to make? Uh, Maybe I can help you out. Like yeah. you, uh, you kind of talked me through all my decisions. Maybe I can try and sort things out for you a little bit. I feel like it. It is always good to get an opinion from someone else as well. Like we do this all day, every yes. day. But sometimes we're so immersed in our teams that it's like get an outside view. Maybe point something out that we don't see. Okay, so in this league, you start uh, three wide receivers, obviously two uh, running backs. There's no flex, which is a problem because, and that makes your team kind of stacked. <laughs> okay. You know, so so my two running backs as of right now that I'm starting are Mark Ingram and Kenyon Drake. You got to go that way. Right? My other options would be Mike Davis from Seattle. I think he has a very good matchup as well. Uh I also have Kareem Hunt who's Yeah. Yeah, he's got a pretty good matchup as well. Yes, and he does. you wonder if last week was the start of something or just like a a one-off. <laughs> yeah. Right? And then you've got, uh, and I'm not going to start this guy, but I also have Jay Ajayi. Who I like this yeah, week. I like him this week. He got 15 uh, touches last week, right? A decent week. And they said his role is going to c- continue to expand. And mm-hmm. I think this is a week where the Eagles, you know, with no Carson Wentz, they right. can rely on the run. Mm-hmm. But still, I think you have it right mm-hmm. with Ingram and Kenyon Drake. It's... Not going to be snow like last week, right. but I looked at the weather on Thursday for Buffalo, and it was supposed to snow Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. Not snow Sunday, right. but snow again Monday. Oh, that, so That was an awesome game to watch. It was fun. Uh, last weekend. I was super nervous because the Bills season came down to that. Bills and Colts we're talking about. Yeah, yeah when Jack Doyle caught that two-point conversion, I was mm-hmm. just like, there's the season. And then that late flag came in. It was yeah. awesome. That was a fun game. 
But it's not going to be snow conditions like last week, but it's going to be cold, bad weather. Team coming up from Miami. I think they're going to just want to pound the ball. Right. Kenyon Drake has seen over 23 carries, I believe, in two straight weeks. Yes. Last week was their leading rusher yes. and receiver. So we've seen the Bills are not bad against about the him run. running in the cold? I know you say it's not going to snow. I, I think... It, it's going to affect the I mean, passing if you're game a football more player, than you should be used to playing in the cold. Yeah, right? I, I and, think they're going to try and be, but because they're not acclimated to the cold as much, mm-hmm. I think they're going to try and control the clock, try and grind out those hard yards, and mm-hmm. let Kenyon Drake do his thing. Right, he's on fire right now, and the yeah, Bills' yeah, yeah. run defense has been bad. So you think I got it right though? Yeah, Mark Ingram. I know he didn't have a great game last week, and the mm-hmm. Jets have been good against the run so far this year. But with Bryce Petty at quarterback, they're I think like minus fourteen point underdog, something mm-hmm. crazy like that. I think the Saints are going to go up big. They're going to keep just mm-hmm. pounding out the clock, which I think is going to bode well for Mark Ingram. Plus, no defense could stop the Saints' run game. Right. So it, even though it, it, maybe they could, the Jets could hope to slow them down a bit, mm-hmm. I expect Mark Ingram to see a ton of touches. I think you have it right so far. How about these wide receivers I'm starting now? I'm starting Michael Crabtree, who I obviously love because he's been a little disappointing, but no Amari Cooper this week for the Raiders. So, I mean, yep. that's, that's a plus. Uh, Michael Thomas from the... Saints, that's a you know given, right? And then I have Mark Goodwin, uh, Marquise Goodwin, who I've started the I past like. couple weeks, and he's been doing real well for me. You know, 20, him up. 20 targets combined in the last yeah, two the games. Morning, two weeks ago, the, the morning of, and he came in, yeah, uh, and did a great job for he me. He also is near the lead in uh, targets inside the 10-yard line, so mm-hmm. while he only has one touchdown... I think that's going to... He's could, been great since uh, Garoppolo's been, been uh, starting, right? Yeah, I, I, he was a guy that I was on coming into the year, mm-hmm. saying that I think he could be this year's Taylor Gabriel, and man, did he outperform anything I even thought of. Like, not many people were talking him up, but he's just really... He's proven that the Bills didn't use him the correct way. Mm-hmm. He is not just a deep threat guy. Right, right. While he has that extreme home run ability, at mm-hmm. any point in time, he could literally have an 80-yard touchdown. Mm-hmm. He's become more consistent. We've, his catch rate has gone up. He's been heavily targeted. He is unquestionable their top target yes, in San Fran. Absolutely, so yeah. I think you have Especially. to get him in your lineup. Uh, over, let me tell you, over Devin Funches. Oh, no, I would have Devin Funches in there. Right. I have Devin Funches in some Versus of my top Green 10. Bay, right? That's, that's a pretty so you, nice you've, matchup. You have Crabtree, Goodwin, Funches, and who is the other wide receiver? Uh, Michael Crabtree. And on my bench, I also have uh, Richard Matthews. Matthews hits the bench. Who are mm-hmm. the, I know you, you have Crabtree, Funches, Goodwin. Who's the fourth? Crabtree, uh, Funches, Goodwin, Michael Thomas. Oh, man. So for Michael me, Thomas and Crabtree, for me, obviously. Goodwin yeah. is the one that hits the bench at yeah, this four. Yeah, that's wild, right? That's a tough I, I, one. I, as much as I just like wax poetically <laughs> about how much I like him, uh-huh. I mean, Devin Funches is a top 10 receiver for me. That matchup is amazing. Mm-hmm. There could be points going back and forth in that game. And Devin Funches, regardless of matchup. flex in this league. Yeah. I'd be able to get, get both of them in. Yeah, you would. All right. Well, <laughs> well, thanks for helping me out. No problem. <laughs> and uh, when we come back, we're going to try to help you out. Give us a call, 844-843-6879. If you need some lineup help, we're going to start going uh, breaking down these games on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. 
Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source 24 hours a day. Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Week 15 in the NFL. Week 2 of the season-long fantasy playoffs. And uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> Didn't he just get fired more from some kind of college game, uh, job he had or something? But that's a, that's a great... I uh, have no idea. Nice job, Pete. I like that. Um, so why don't we... You want to get right into it? Let's talk? get into it. All right. Uh, Saturday games, Lions at Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Matthew Stafford uh, still dealing with that hand injury, but uh, he played through it last week. QB 12 on the uh, on the year. Has a touchdown in each of his last two games. Uh, what are we thinking about uh, Matthew Stafford? He, to me, is uh, solid, but in the lower end of QB 1s. Mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't really seen that. Excuse me, that ceiling as of late. Mm-hmm. But he's like a lock for two fifty and two. So to me, he comes in every week as a top twelve quarterback. Mm-hmm. I currently have him uh, ninth at the position because the Bears aren't the the easiest matchup. Mm-hmm. And plus, I could see them jumping out to a little bit of an Who early. Who do you have lead. right behind him if he's nine? Uh, I have behind him Case Keenum, uh, Jameis Winston, Blake Bortles, Jimmy Garoppolo, Goff, Cousins, Ryan, those mm-hmm. guys. In that order, actually, yeah, I, I'm, I'm low on Matt Ryan. Keenum and, uh, and and Stafford. Just ahead of them are also guys I debated. I have Drew Brees and Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And Drew Brees is somebody that I don't want people to think I rank him based on the name. Like I haven't ranked this guy as a top twelve quarterback in weeks, mm-hmm. but it's the Jets matchup. I just think that the Jets have been so bad against quarterbacks and receivers that mm-hmm. Drew Brees could just have a field day. So we talked to uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, last couple of games, four for ninety-three for sixty-four, uh, four for eighty-five, and a touchdown in the first game against the Bears. Um, I mean, is it too much to, to consider him like a, a boomer bust? You know, I know we, we talked about him, and you're going to put him in your lineup, and I don't mean to change your mind or whatnot. But is he consistent enough for everyone to you know, kind of like just set it and forget it when it comes to him? I think so. If you mm-hmm. look at it since week six, he's been a top. 24 receiver in mm-hmm. every week but two. One of those games was against Cleveland when he had the donut. Right. And then the other was last week where he went three for 64. But in that span, he has one, two, three, four, five games as a top 12 wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So five of his last eight games, he's been in the top 12. All but two, he's been in the top 24. Right. To me, that shows consistency. That shows that... Uh, Matt Stafford trusts him enough, and mm-hmm. especially is going to throw him the ball near the goal line that I think it warrants being in your lineup. I have him as a high-end wide receiver, too, this week. Golden Tate, automatic, right? He's kind of matchup proof, especially in PPR. Uh, eight catches in the last two games. You, you were just uh, having a discussion about uh, Eric Ebron. You're starting to trust him a little bit more. He had a big week last week. But. He did, and, and this is one of, another lineup decision I'm I'm going back and forth with. Is it it's Ebron and OJ Howard? I, mm-hmm. I'm going back and forth. I lost Kyle Rudolph in the league, mm-hmm. but 
Ebron, some people have been asking me about him, and I said this week, I think, I have him right now tight end 13, I have O.J. Howard just ahead of him, but those are two guys that are likely out on the waiver wire, and if mm-hmm. you lost to Kyle Rudolph, those are, I think, the first guys that you should be looking to pick up. Mm-hmm. We saw last week, he finished as a tight end 12, he had 10 catches for 94 yards, he did have a fumble, which sucks, because even when he plays so well, he still does those little things to, to make uh, mistakes and make you frustrated, but... It was a really good matchup for him, and he took advantage. Mm-hmm. I think it's a toss-up between the two, O.J. Howard and Eric Ebron. I really dislike Ebron. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it's easy to have uh, recency bias with that ten catch, ninety-four yard performance from last week, but before that, three straight weeks of uh, four receptions. So at least you know you kind of have a, you kind of know what your floor is, you know, with him based on his recent play. Yeah, with the thing with O.J. Howard that. I've voiced my concerns about it. He was playing really well with Fitzy. Mm-hmm. Then he came back. Uh, James Winston came back, and he did nothing the first game. Mm-hmm. Cameron Brate had six targets, caught two of them for two touchdowns. Last week, O.J. Howard was the one with the six targets, four right. catches, 54 yards, and a TD. You just don't know. I, I, I wonder if there's variance there or if maybe the, the break game was the fluke and that was just the because the snaps have all been in O.J. Howard's favor. He's mm-hmm. really taking over this job from Cameron Brate, mm-hmm. but there is something there with Winston and Braid, so I do worry a little bit that at any point, any game, O.J. Howard could just get lost in the shuffle and, mm-hmm. and be the, the fourth target because we know Mike Evans is going to get his and Djax is going to be involved as well. Right. Um, how about the uh, Lions running game? Amir Abdullah done, in my opinion. He's he he's going to be playing, but I he, he will not. If you own Amir Abdullah and you're in the semifinals, I you haven't been starting him in a very long time. Yeah, you've been doing time. a great job. Yeah. <laughs> for 14 years. He should probably be on the way You have a, a lot of depth on your team. But Theo Riddick, still a factor in PPR. I mean, he has, <clears throat> hasn't had the year that you might have expected, but uh, past couple weeks, five catches for 41 yards, six catches for 64 yards. Uh, I mean, you're still starting him in, in a PPR format, no? As, yeah. Especially as a flex. Yeah, I, I have him more <laughs> ranked as a flex because those one, one, those PPR backs are kind of fluky and... They rely a lot on game script, but for what it's worth, he's been getting carries inside the 10-yard line and punching them in for touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He had two carries inside the red zone last week. Both his touchdowns came on that. One was within the 10. The week before that, he had a carry inside the 10-yard line, and he punched it in. Right. But I don't know if I'm willing to trust that just yet. Like, yeah. I have him as a high-end flex option. Like, He's in my top 36 RBs, so mm-hmm. you, you're if you're using him as a flex option, don't feel bad about it. But... Could Amir Abdullah get that carry inside the goal line? Could mm-hmm. Tion Green get it? Yeah, Tion Green teased us a couple weeks ago. Had a you know a, a pretty productive game, um, and then disappeared yeah. last week. Yeah, Joey, we have a caller. Do we? Nick from Dallas, who has an RB question, I'm told. All right, well, bring him on. Hey, Nick, how you doing? Hey, how you guys doing today? Doing great. Thanks for calling in. What could we help you with? All right, um, I'm in a 10-team PPR uh, league. Um, you were kind of just talking about it a second ago with Theo Riddick. Um, I have Theo Riddick, Lamar Miller, and Kermit Williams, and I do not know who to play, man. You said this is PPR, correct? Yeah, he said uh, PPR. Yeah, and it's not a flex. It's actually a RB2 spot. So, Kerwin Williams is an interesting one. I do have him a little bit ranked higher than Theo Riddick, and the other RB he said was who? Other than Riddick, who was the other Lamar one? Lamar Miller. Oh, yeah, I have Lamar Miller higher as well. Lamar Miller let us down last week, but 
I still think the work is safer there than Theo Riddick. And Kerwin Williams, for what it's worth, the matchup is good, first of all, on paper. And then you look at it, he's been uh, getting a lot of volume the last two weeks, and NAP is now on IR. He had 16 carries last week, uh, two weeks ago, 20 last week. And I just don't like him in a PPR. I like him... You're right. He's been getting a lot more carries the past couple of weeks and actually actually running the ball effectively. But I guess uh, I would have to rank him probably like Miller, Riddick, and and Williams. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's my thing. I, I, I mean, the last two weeks Riddick has finished higher, mm-hmm. so I could certainly get it. Mm-hmm. I just my both of these guys too. It's questionable. Like Theo Riddick's been getting the touchdowns the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. I already said there's questions about that. Yeah. Kerwin Williams though, they've been going to Elijah Penny near the goal line, so. I, I, I can't argue you. Sorry if we weren't much of a help because split answers yeah. here. But. Well, let's give Mike, if it's your team, who, who are you putting in? I would go with Kerwin Williams because I think the, the touches wow, are a little okay. bit safer. All right. But, I, again, in a PPR, it's super close to me. So if you want to go theoretic, I'm perfectly fine with that. Who are you uh, planning on going with? Who was your, what was your gut feeling, by the way? Um, I wanted to lean towards Lamar Miller, but the game script is so horrible for him, man. I was thinking maybe Dio because he's been consistent, but I don't know what Amir Dulu is going to do. So there's so many questions all around, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, to me, Lamar Miller is the, the safest one of the mm-hmm. bunch. So he's definitely the RB1 here for me. All right. Well, good luck, and uh, hopefully you move on. I appreciate the call. Thanks for uh, calling in. Thank you. All right. Um, so, yeah, we were starting to get to the bear side of the equation, right? Uh, Jordan Howard, automatic. Yep. Uh, what about if you're looking for tight end help, uh, Adam Shaheen? Uh, Lions, seven touchdowns versus tight ends, fourth most. I mean, it's not a slam dunk. He's kind of been hit or miss. But last week, uh, five targets, four for 44, and a touchdown. But unfortunately, the week before, zero targets. So... Uh, what do you do with Adam Shaheen? I think he's a sneaky tight end too. Like, I think I, I, I have him just below like guys like Howard and Ebron. But if those guys weren't available, or if you're looking for a slam dunk option, I think Shaheen has the potential there because of like you said, the matchup has just been so good mm-hmm. that there's a good chance he could find the end zone. Yep, yep. And, and talking about uh, Jordan Howard, automatic Lions have been giving up uh, four and a half yards per carry over the past month. Uh, are you happy with what you've gotten from Jordan Howard uh, so far this year? I mean, uh, so far, 1,032 yards, uh, seven touchdowns on the year. Doesn't really catch too many passes out of the backfield. Uh, but based on where you drafted him, are you, are you satisfied? Some, most, some weeks, yes. Some weeks, no. <laughs> yeah. like, he either has a huge week or he's letting you down. Right. It's... All right. We'll be talking Chargers. At the Chiefs, when we come back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you're listening to the Weekend Fantasy Update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product.
Oh, welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Joe Galina and Mike Florio taking you through week 15 in the NFL. If you play season long, this is your semi-finals for the fantasy football playoffs. What else is going on there, uh, Mike? Uh, already for the holiday season, you walk through the city, it's amazing. There's just hustle and bustle all over the place. Yeah, Christmas and like holidays all together, they could be <laughs> stressful. Mm-hmm, sure. But now, like I finished all the shopping and stuff I mm-hmm. have to do, so mm-hmm. now I'm just like, all right, like mm-hmm. I can, gonna, I could start to breathe, enjoy it just, now. Yeah, yeah. Take, take in. Yeah, like this week, I, like every day after work and stuff, I was going to stores, mm-hmm. going online, ordering stuff, mm-hmm. calling people. Right. Now I could like, whew, let's there enjoy you. it. All right. Uh, and just pay attention to your fantasy teams, right? Oh, that's number one. <laughs> I mean, me and me and Greg discussed this a couple weeks ago. There's games on Christmas Day. Yeah. That is week 16. Mm-hmm. That is the final two games of the fantasy football season. Yeah. People's holidays are going <laughs> to be ruined because of what happens on those People two games. People are not going to want to sit with the family in the dining room because they, they want a, a, a nice... They want to check I'm, out the TV screen. I'm going down to right? Florida. I, and to well, be, be with, checking their phone for to updates. To be with my family yeah. for, for the holidays. I am telling them there has to be football on the TV. <laughs> I, well, if, they, if they know you already. That they, if I'm yeah. out of, if I somehow lose in all four of my leagues this week, which would suck, yeah. then maybe I won't want to watch it. Yeah. But if I'm in at least one championship, mm-hmm. I ha- even if I don't have a player in the game, if mm-hmm. my opponent has someone or whatever, right. I have to be watching those games to know what's going on Absolutely. I agree with you. But uh, you're right, Christmas Day, uh, it's, it's a full schedule, right? Or uh, I'm going to, I believe most of the games are on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. but I... I think... You're right, because Christmas Eve is Sunday. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Sunday has, there's two Saturday games next week, then a normal Sunday slate. There is no Sunday night game, though. Mm-hmm. But then Monday, two Monday games, Steelers and Texans, a lot of championships are going to come down to that wow. because... Big Ben, DeAndre Hopkins, Lev Bell, Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. And then this one, kind of a lackluster final game of the fantasy season, in my opinion. But there will be, like, if I make it in, in I have multiple players on one of these teams, so mm-hmm. Raiders-Eagles. Hmm. If Carson Wentz was still playing, it'd be huge for me because I have Carson Wentz in multiple leagues. Right. But then he went down last week. So now I have all some Jeffrey in multiple forward, I'll have to pay attention to Michael Crabtree because basically he's a start every week. I actually in the league where I'm starting Jones over mm-hmm. Evans. It's a shallower league. I have Crabtree on my bench. Wow. Okay. Because I have Marvin Jones, Doug Baldwin, Mike mm-hmm. Evans, and Crabtree, and I can only start two because of my running backs. Yeah, and yeah. I flex. And I told you. Mm-hmm. But still, maybe next week Crabtree will be in my lineup. And <laughs> that. But still, it seems like a little bit of a lackluster game. But yeah. still, it's it's going to be a fun fun week if yes. you have teams in the championship. There's going to be games Saturday, Sunday, Monday mm-hmm. that determine it all. No Thursday night game that week either. I'm surprised either. that they actually playing a couple games on Monday, but uh, it's fun. Combating fun, yeah. with uh, the NBA. Yeah. So uh, Chargers at Chiefs is the other Saturday game that we did. We spoke about Kareem Hunt. Uh, what about Alex Smith? Chargers have uh, given up the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. They've recorded the third most interceptions this season. Uh, and Smith through for just 155 yards in his first meeting against the Chargers. I mean, the Chargers have a good pasty with uh, Casey. You know, Casey Hayward is the, the number one guy there. Yeah, Joey, those stats that you just said, they tell the story as mm-hmm. to why you can't start Alex Smith. We were off of Alex Smith before 
He had that big, huge Monsters game two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And then last week, he could have had another big game. He had so many touchdowns called back. Very mm-hmm. frustrating. But you just you can't trust him this week. I get it. He has a very high ceiling. The weapons are there. Mm-hmm. This could be a shootout. But if it's a shootout, it could be on the running game of, of Kansas City because mm-hmm. we know the Chargers are going to put up their points. Yeah. This passing game has been so good. And they've only allowed 85 yards to two receivers all year. Mm-hmm. One was Odell Beckham. The other was Josh Gordon. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, can Tyreek Hill get behind the I was defense? I going to ask you. I mean, can you be off of Alex Smith but also start Tyreek Hill? I am lower on Tyreek Hill this week than normal. Mm-hmm. I He's normally like a high-end wide receiver, too. I have him more in that back-end range, in mm-hmm. that 20 to 24 range. So there's a good chance that you may have a, a two or three guys ranked higher. Mm-hmm. Like, I have Marquise Goodwin ranked higher. Who would have thought that coming into the year? <laughs> right, but right. I have him ranked higher this week. So Tyreek Hill I am worried about because, especially, uh, I was talking to Benny Ricciardi the other day, mm-hmm. and he told me one of his secrets you use Travis Kelsey at home. You use Tyreek Hill on the road. Hmm. So this game is at home for Kansas City. I, mm-hmm. I think this is a game that shapes up just the matchups as, as well to be more of a Travis Kelsey day than a Tyreek uh, uh, Hill day. Gotcha. Uh, Philip Rivers, eight touchdowns, no interceptions in his last four games. With the, By the way, Chargers have won four straight. They're really hot. He's a stud. Uh, yeah, he's averaging over 21 fantasy points per game in those four games. So, to me, it's an automatic start. Yeah, oh, I have him as my QB three on the week. Mm-hmm. Melvin Gordon, what are you, what are you thinking about him? Uh, RB6 so far this year in PPR. 19.2 fantasy points per game, first eight games of the season. The last five games is only averaging 13 fantasy points per game. Uh, I mean, is, do you, is there any way that you would fade him? I mean, who would you fade him for? I mean, what do you have him ranked? Uh, it depends on what format we're talking. In mm-hmm. standard, I have him outside my top 12, but in PPR, he's right strongly in there. because. Yeah. And those were PPR stats, by the way. Yeah, you yeah. look at his numbers over the past five weeks. He's had a game with five catches, then one with zero, then three, then four, then one. But his rushing numbers, while the volume has been there, the, the yardage hasn't. He hasn't been running extremely efficiently. So, I mean, I still have him in my top 15 in standard, mm-hmm. but he's a little bit... Of behind guys like Jamal Williams and Kareem Hunt, which is guys that I have him higher than in PPR because right. of the heavy volume he sees in the passing game. Keenan Allen, automatic start as well, right? He's my wide receiver, yeah. too. Uh, four straight games with at least 100 receiving yards. 12 for 159, two touchdowns. 11 for 172 at a touchdown. 10 for 105 and a touchdown. 6 for 111. This guy's really come on this year, you know, after a couple of years where he's been injury ridden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was on the bandwagon before the season started. Were. I remember, yeah. When me we me and Greggy always yeah. chatting. Keenan Allen, mm-hmm. I own him on multiple teams. I didn't think he was injury prone mm-hmm. because he tore his ACL. We've seen many people tear his ACL. And like his spleen ruptured or something. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that was a reoccurring injury. So I think just because he missed time the last two years, mm-hmm. he got labeled injury prone, which discounted him on draft day. But he is showing he's healthy and he is awesome. We've gotten to the point, I think, and tell me if you agree, where we could just pencil in Hunter Henry almost every week, right? Three straight games, double-digit fantasy points at this stage, you know, with how well uh, He's a tight the, end one the every week. Chargers uh, passing games going on. He's in the second tight end tier behind the Ertz, mm-hmm. Kelsey, Gronk. I'll put uh, 
Jimmy Graham in there, and borderline like Kyle. He he's more in the group of like Kyle Rudolph, Delaney Walker. Like that's they're not the elite For a guys. While, though he was not startable. No, <laughs> I mean, no. they're not the elite guys, but mm-hmm. they're very very safe, and you mm-hmm. could trust them. Evan Ingram was in that group. He's yeah. now starting to slide out a little mm-hmm. bit. I would still keep him in there for now. I have him as a tight end one, but right. there's. Really like 10 tight ends that, that you could start every week and feel safe about, and he is one of them. All right. Let's move on. You mentioned Zach Ertz. Let's move on. <clears throat> Do a, a minute or two or three on the Eagles-Giants. Uh, obviously, big-time loss uh, with Carson Wentz. But to me, Nick Foles, man, uh, he's a legitimate uh, backup, right? He has a history of success in the NFL. He's got some good receiving uh, receivers, not only wide receivers, but you mentioned Zach Ertz. Um and this week he has a favorable matchup against the Giants. Next week, you know, for, for the the fantasy uh, championships, plays the Raiders. Yeah, the I, Giants are still in disarray, right? Eli, Eli Apple <laughs> tweeting it while his team is losing. I mean, uh, Eli Apple's crazy. a joke. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sticking on Nick Foles, I have him currently as QB seventeen, and I want to move him up. But this is an internal debate I'm having, Joey. Mm-hmm. Can I really rank him a first start? I know they let know, him throw it ten times last week when he came in, but can I really rank him ahead of guys like Kirk Cousins, uh, Matt Ryan, who haven't really been productive, but are still more proven? Mm-hmm. So it I, is it is tough. And by the way, I have breaking news. Ooh, um, it's uh, baseball related. I, C- I see. Yeah, CC Sabathia returns to the New York Yankees. Uh, signs a one year. $10 million contract with the Yankees. Good for CC, I guess. <laughs> I uh, I would have liked to see them go out. And, I, I'm not even as a Yankee fan. Mm-hmm. Get, try to get like a former or something like that. Mm-hmm. But Well, they were, t- uh, excuse me. they were talking former. They were also talking uh, Jerry Cole from yeah, the Gar- Pirates. Cole would Gary been... Cole or Jared. Uh, you know. Joey, Cole. I have I have other breaking news. Do you? By the way, it was for uh, the talking uh, Frazier. Clint yeah. Frazier, right? Sad to see him go, but give me your breaking news as well. Tevin Coleman is officially out Monday out. night. Okay. So I think this is doing you a favor, though. Yeah. Because you couldn't trust Tevin Coleman. Since Devonta Freeman has come back, Tevin Coleman has firmly slid back into that RB2 role. Mm-hmm. People were still considering him in PPR, though. I think, obviously, now you don't use him. And this is a boost mm-hmm. for Devonta Freeman. Absolutely. Who I have in the league. There you go. And I'm highly, heavily, heavily rooting for. There you go. You were starting Devonta Freeman anyway. Oh, easily. Oh, come on. Easily. <laughs> but yeah, it, it definitely helps uh, your situation there. But uh, so, yeah, Nick Foles, what you mentioned, and I agree with you, yeah, it's tough to trust him in that first start, but uh, could have been worse, you know, the, the matchup. I mean, I think, I think you definitely have to add Nick Foles, be, mm-hmm. especially if you were, you have one of these lower end QB ones, like, say, like a Matt Ryan, who isn't a QB one to mm-hmm. me anymore, or Kirk Cousins, or a Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, one of those guys that. Some weeks when the matchup is good, you use them, but when the matchup is bad, you don't. I think you add Nick Foles because, like we said, mm-hmm. next week they have Oakland, who has a terrible secondary. So if Nick Foles goes out and looks good this week against the New York Giants and puts up fantasy points, you could be starting him in the final you fantasy could. game of the season, and your hopes and dreams could all come down to Nick Foles. There you go. Crazy to say it, but I don't think he's a terrible player. Who would have thought that, right? Well, when we come back, we'll keep on breaking down this game. We've got more games that we want to talk about. Obviously, the big game of the week, Steelers versus the Patriots. We'll be back with more on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? 
or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Fantasy update on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. This is the kind of tune where Frankie Cheech would be bouncing all over the place. Yes, it would would be. Joey. Yeah. So tell me you got more breaking news. Kind of. What happened? This this is, uh, it came out while we were doing the show. It's not like breaking, breaking, but... Kyle Rudolph yesterday was all but ruled out. Like, the Vikings had said he's not going to play. <laughs> he's okay now? Now he's questionable. Wow. They upgraded him to, from doubtful to questionable. And and that's an option for you. Now you ha- that makes one of your yeah. uh, lineup options even more difficult. So, do I not play Ebron tonight? Wow. Hold off, see if Rudolph plays, and if he doesn't fade to pivot to <sighs> O.J. Howard? I think that's what I'm going to do, mm-hmm. because if Rudolph plays, I want him in my lineup. Mm-hmm. And if not... I have O.J. Howard so closely ranked yeah. that, to me, it's not a huge loss. So I think that's what I'm going to do. So if you own Kyle Rudolph and you picked up Eric Ebron and O.J. Howard is out there... Upgraded I, to questionable. I yeah. suggest you do that. Mm-hmm. They said there's a legit chance now that he plays tomorrow. Oh, by the way, you know we talked about Adam Shaheen. Now he's not expected to play. This is This, this is the just, tight end from, from the uh, Bears. This is just crazy. So, yeah, scratch what we said. <laughs> Keep an eye on that if you have Shaheen. Uh, it's unexpected, but he has some kind of a chest injury. So you got to be looking uh, all day, especially as these games approach. Like, Deion Sims is nothing more than a dart throw, though. Like, as much as the Lions have struggled mm-hmm. against tight ends, you can't be in the semifinals playing Deion Sims. I agree, yeah. All right, so we were uh, talking Eagles-Giants. Um, so we were talking also Nick Foles. How do you think he affects the wide receivers for the Eagles? I mean, are you still comfortable? I mean, Jeffrey, uh, double-digit fantasy points in PPR in seven of his last eight games, quietly has done a good job for you. Overall, wide receiver 17, but that's pretty pretty decent. I mean, do you think that uh, Foles hurts him or helps him, or it's kind of like, you know? Listen, anytime you lose the MVP candidate quarterback, I think it's going to hurt you. Him and Wentz were clearly on the same page. We saw... Especially, yeah, it, they developed yeah. over the season, yeah. Yeah, and you look at Alshon Jeffrey, I mean, he caught a touchdown from Carson Wentz on a torn ACL. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, those two were just there connecting, but I I still have him as a wide receiver, too, because one, they did let Nick Foles throw the ball when he came in in a close game, mm-hmm. f- playing for the number one seed. They let him throw the ball ten times, so I think they trust him in that system. And I, I, while I don't think he is as talented as Carson Wentz, I don't think he's a it, like it's all going to fall apart. So I do think the targets are going to be there for Alshon Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. He has a very strong matchup this week what against the New York Aguilar? Giants. Aguilar is one that I'm, I'm lowering a little bit. Like Aguilar was constantly re- in the wide receiver three rankings for me, but uh, so now I'm pulling up my rankings as to where I have him. Yeah. And someone was holding a note up to us in the door. Were you able to read it? No, I was trying to see. see. If you come to uh, Rock and Rallies, you could pass us notes 
through the uh, the fish tank here. <laughs> I have him. I have Aguilar wide receiver forty, so he's in the flex discussion for me outside my top thirty six. Mm-hmm. But also on Jeffrey, I have as a high end wide receiver two this week. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm still believing. And uh, Ajayi, are you believe in the hype that he's going to be more involved? I mean, he had the fifteen carries last week. Uh, Blunt just uh, eight carries last week, uh, seven carries, uh, I think, the week before. It's single-digit carries. Yeah, I'm buying in, Joey. We're Mm -hmm. seeing the carries go up and up and up for Jay Ajayi. He played 47% of the snaps last week, his highest as a member of the Eagles. That Mm -hmm. continues to be a trend going upward. The only thing I'm worried about, the only game he's had to carry inside the 10-yard line was his first game as an Eagle. So while I think tomorrow he could get 15 to 20 carries, if there's one on the there where they're trying to punch it in, I think that's where LeGarrette Blunt comes in. I think LeGarrette Blunt is a sneaky flex option in deeper leagues. There you go. A giant side, just Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram. Yep. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we'll break down more games for you on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Weekend Fantasy Update. 